Price is 6'4". Moore is 6'6". They're all to the right. Takes the lone receiver to the left. The Packers play it at the goal line. As Wilson scrambles to keep it alive. The game's final play is a Wilson lob to the end zone. Which is fought for by Tate. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back to the Touchception podcast, coming to you straight from FakePigskin.com. It, of course, is named Touchception podcast because of the infamous Golden Tate touchdown uh, interception play where both refs, one said touchdown, one didn't. Uh, my co-host and I will have a ton of different calls throughout the course of this ongoing podcast, as you already know. I am Ricky Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at rsanders85, as always, and... Uh, Introducing now my co-host, I guess at this point it's the former Fake Pigskin Employee of the Month, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, uh, straight from Toronto, Canada, above the border, the man who always knows what he's talking about, he is Pat the Legend Donnelly. What's going on, Pat? Oh, uh, you know, just hanging out, watching my Red Sox in the World Series, pretty excited. Now, what is it with you and your allegiances? You're a Saints fan, you're a Red Sox fan. What's going on here? Uh, Saints fan for quite a while. Really love Drew Brees. Uh, Reggie Bush, favorite of mine uh, in college as well. So, um, you know, I just like those guys. Um, and then the Red Sox I've, I've liked for a long time, even though they're a rival of the Jays. But uh, you got to love David Ortiz too, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Big Poppy. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a favorite of mine. Anyway, so, I'm gonna be, uh, a little stressed tonight <laughs> watching that game, but, uh, <laughs> going into our, uh, debates, we got a couple things tonight. Talk a little Gronkowski, a few, uh, young receivers. Uh, we'll, we'll look at Thursday night football in place of, uh, Adam Regan, cause they're off tonight. And then we will take some Twitter questions as well. So uh, I guess we'll get right into it. Uh, the first one we're going to look at, I guess you can start this off. I have a few here, but uh, a wide receiver that you would uh, you would trade away for, for Gronkowski. So I guess we're looking more at uh, a higher-ranked receiver that you would, you know, you'd trade for Gronkowski um, if you have some depth or, you know, you're just looking to upgrade. Yeah, what? Who who do you got? Who are you getting given for Gronk? Well, this question actually stems from one of my leagues where this week, well, I traded. Let's let's give you some context. I traded Gronkowski two weeks ago for Eric Decker straight up because I needed a win. And lo and behold, that was one of Decker's down weeks. And I played the team with Cecil Shorts the week he got hurt, and I would have won anyways. It was, you know, it was a league where I had to win, so I traded for that, and then Gronkowski came back last week, and I'm kicking myself over it, even though Decker looks great. So I'm looking, you know, I have Calvin Johnson in that league, and I'm looking to trade back for him, and I was, and I was just thinking, who, which receiver wouldn't I trade for him? Um, looking at that offense, he is going to get, you know, upwards of 15 targets a game, it looks like. That that receiving core is terrible. And he is still, I mean, they he was tackled at the one-yard line this week at least once. He was targeted in the end zone a whole bunch. He just looks like he's going to be a fantasy beast. Yeah, which, which I mean is standard for him. He's he's Brady's favorite target. He's 
a huge red zone guy, huge end zone threat, you know, he, big, uh, big strong target. So, yeah, but anyway, who you got? Yeah, exactly. So I think from here on out, he's going to be about a touchdown a game. And I tweeted out earlier this year that if I were drafting and Gronk were healthy, after the top three running backs, he would have been my fourth pick. So with that being said, I think if I owned Calvin Johnson, which I do, I wouldn't trade him. I, w- I would have a hard time trading Dez, and I would have a hard time trading A.J. Green. But if you, had, if I had Wes Welker, I think I'm trading him one for one for Gronkowski. I think if I had, you know, Brandon Marshall, especially with the quarterback difference, I'm trading him. And yeah, he, he was he was one of my guys too. Uh, and even though Vincent Jackson's gotten just about all their targets in the last few weeks, I trust Tom Brady a lot more than I trust Mike Glennon. <laughs> And I think Vincent Jackson is honestly maybe a top five receiver, top ten for the rest of the season. I would trade him. So I think I would trade just about anyone besides maybe the top three, and even those I would give a thought for Gronkowski. I don't, I don't know what you think about that, but let's hear your opinion. Yeah, I don't know about Welker. Um, I just I know he's actually right now in PPR and standard, he's the number one wide receiver, mainly because uh, of his touchdowns and. You know, that, that might not be sustainable, but I still think Manning, Peyton's gonna throw probably at least another 25 touchdowns. I, I see him breaking the touchdown record and probably the yards record. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. Because Kansas City is now a game ahead of them, so I don't think they're gonna wrap up that division in like week 12 and, you know, throw it in, right? So, he's gonna be throwing a lot, and that's why I like Welker. Um, De- yeah, Megatron, Dez, I wouldn't. Green, definitely not. Um, you know my man crush for AJ Green. <laughs> but, uh, I, I really like, I really like Welker as well. Um, yeah, so I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't thinking full point PPR. I guess full point PPR, it's kind of hard because Welker's probably going to lead the league and at least yeah. come close and catches. That, that one is tough for me. I know, I think Gronk's going to score more touchdowns from here on out, even though Welker's gone nuts. Yeah. But th- that one is close. That one is, that one's tough. Yeah, I mean, Welker, um, I, I think people are sort of down on him. I think, you know, he, he's hit his, maybe hit his peak and he's, he, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed there, which is fine. So maybe because Gronkowski's going to be the number one guy, I can see that. I agree with that. Um, you mentioned Vincent Jackson. Uh, I think for me, his last two games are, have been incredible. Mike Glennon's obviously looking for him. I don't think that's going to continue um, because maybe Mike Williams gets healthy. Maybe he starts to get a little more involved. Tim Wright's been involved a little bit more. Um, and like you said, I don't trust uh, Mike Glennon too much. So he's a guy I would sell high. i trade for Gronkowski, I think. And you mentioned Marshall as well. Um, Marshall without Cutler, I don't really, I don't really know. I'm not too uh, too big on him without Cutler. Another guy who's uh, he's actually the eighth eighth ranked receiver in standard right now, Victor Cruz. Um, yeah, he's, oh he's definitely. Been, he's been heavily involved, but I, I feel like Cruz. If you can sell him high for you know, if you can sell him high for Gronkowski, because um, I think the Giants are terrible and I don't think they're getting any better because they just lost their starting center to IR. Um, 
like Eli's just getting harassed. It's not even <laughs> it's not even fair. He's just getting tossed around like a rag doll. So Cruz is a guy who's going to be good, but I mean, I think Gronkowski rest of the season is going to be better. Um, and then the last guy I had was Deshaun Jackson. He's been solid. He's the fourth wide receiver in standard right now, and he's obviously the number one guy there in a high-powered offense. But um, I think it's just a matter of I think Gronkowski's better. And if I have the depth, especially Deshaun Jackson, where he was going in drafts, um, you know he might be he might be your third or fourth wide receiver. So you probably have that depth um, to trade away. And if you can pull that, like Deshaun for Gronk, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I thought I thought you were going to be a little bit lower on him than I am, but he's just he looks good. What can you say? He's Gronk. Yeah, I mean, he had, <clears throat> yeah, I think he's going to have. Like you said, 15 targets a game. He's going to be the number one target there. He's going to catch a ton of balls, lots of yards. Uh, I mean, Brady to Gronk is is just as good as, if not better, as than Breeze and Graham. I think those right. two. You know, it's it's the same type of thing, except you know, New England doesn't have any other weapons. <laughs> they don't have a Darren Sproles really without Vereen <laughs> in the in the lineup. And it's crazy that Gronk's the healthier one this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I hope Graham plays, but it's not looking good. Um, if he doesn't play, I think some like Sproles gets a boost, Colson gets a boost. Hopefully, Colson can figure it out. Yep. Um, anything, anything to add? Any other? I guess like it's, that question's more of a who wouldn't you like? You know, who wouldn't you trade for Gronkowski? And I think those top three are the only guys. And maybe for me, just because I really like Welker, maybe him too. But other than that, I mean. Yeah, I, I think for me it's just the top three. I think uh, if you need the tight end, I, I would trade Welker as, as much as it would pain me with how good he's been. But what um, about what about Demarius? Oh, in a in a heartbeat. I uh, yeah. yeah, I've been in the the state of mind lately that you know Demarius and Eric Decker are kind of eating into each other's targets, and yeah. Decker on any given week could look like the better. I mean, I don't know about more talented, but could look like the more useful receiver. Yeah. So, you know, while they're both on an offense that's going to keep getting them production, I think Gronkowski's a lot more assured that he's going to be the man every week, whereas as they may switch off with one yeah. another. Yeah, that's fair. I think Jamarius is sort of a, a not a boomer bust, but maybe a boomer bust because of all the mouths to feed there and they run the ball and you know. Whereas yeah, Gronkowski's gonna be the guy. Um but Marius to me, um I was talking to my buddies last night actually and they they one of them said Demarius is is a big guy, but he looks like he's playing soft right now. Like he's he got pushed around by Vontae Davis all you know, all game on Sunday night. So that would yeah. be something to look at going forward. Uh, it honestly would not shock me if from this point on that Decker has more fantasy points than him. It yeah. would. No, me either. Decker, Decker's been solid. And, you know, after that first game, I even said after Welker just went off and Demarius went off, I was like, so remember remember when uh, – no, did Decker have a good first game? I can't remember. Uh, no, that was the game he dropped the touchdown. Right, he had, right. He had a few drops the first game. That was by far his worst game, and ever since then he's looked great. Yeah. I think I, I tweeted out something about, like, uh, who didn't think that 
or it was like Welker wouldn't eat into Decker's targets or something like that, and it was totally. Now it's looking the other way. Like Decker's been been a lot better than Demarius. So anyway, moving on. We're a, bit, a little <laughs> a little bit off topic, but yep. uh, moving on to sort of a we got a three big young wide receivers that have sort of jumped onto the scene in the past little while. Uh, Jarrett Boykin, Keenan Allen, Terrence Williams. Um, you know, Boykin getting a chance because of Cobb's injury. Keenan Allen, you know, he's a rookie getting a chance this year because of, uh, you know, Denari DX being down and Malcolm Floyd going down. Um, and then Terrence Williams, just Miles Austin being out getting a chance. So, um, Basically, what do you think of them for the rest of the season? Well, especially this, like, what it, ranked them this week and then rest of season as well. What do you, what do you think? Or you want me to start this time? Yeah, why don't you start this time? <clears throat> All right. Um, I think rest of the way. So Boykin's playing Minnesota, which is a good matchup. Um, Williams San Diego has, playing? They're, they're on bye, so obviously he's number three this week. And, uh, and Williams is at Detroit. Oh, that's a good matchup. Keenan Allen's on by. San Diego's on by. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I guess this week for me, I want to say, I think I want to say Terrence Williams over Boykin this week, just because Boykin. Well, see if James Jones plays. That's I think. Boykin is down a little bit, but if James Jones doesn't play, I think Boykin's going to be really solid because Finley and Cobb are out. Um, Terrence Williams, um, he's had 21 targets over the past four games, which isn't a lot, but a couple of the games were, were not close, so they're running the ball a lot. Um, but he is uh, he's had a TD, uh, touchdown the last three games, you know, not to mention Miles Austin kind of sucks. Yeah, and <laughs> to, and to put it lightly. They, yeah, they said he had a setback and they may sit him out until he gets 100% healthy at this point. Yeah, they may sh- yeah, they may shut him down. I saw that. Um, Boykin, I mean, he got his chance because of Cobb. 16 targets the last two games, which is pretty solid. It looks like Rodgers likes his slot receiver. Um, and something I noted here, he's kind of got that Cobb role. Especially in PPR, I think he's going to be solid. Um, I picked him up in the league that I lost Cobb in, so I'm hoping. The <laughs> um, rest of the season, oh yeah, Keenan Allen, he's played the second most snaps on San Diego, second in yards in San Diego, and he's had 33 targets the last three, and three out of his four games that he's like really played in, because the first two he didn't really play in. Um, three out of four, he's had over 80 yards, which is uh, which is pretty good. So, rest of the season, I think I go Keenan Allen, uh, Terrence Williams, and then Boykin, because Keenan Allen's got that sort of secured role. Terrence Williams, um, I, I think Dez, Dez plays a factor in that, and Jason Witten hasn't been all that involved recently, so I think those two eat into him a little bit. And then Boykin, um, if... James Jones is back. That cuts into his work a little bit and his targets. And then if Finley, I'm not sure on his status, but I know he's out of the ICU. Um, if he comes back, you know, he's he might eat into Boykin a little bit. And Cobb should be back week 14. 
maybe, hopefully, <laughs> for the point, <laughs> for the fantasy playoffs. Um, but I just think Boykin is, is the number three guy there. Um, so that's why I have him ranked third. So what are your thoughts? Well, for this week, it looks like James Jones is doubtful yet again. He didn't practice today. So I'm going Boykin over Williams this week as much, as much as I like Williams, but Looking at his numbers, in the last four weeks, of all his targets, 8, 4, 2, 7, he hasn't caught two passes. That That is a number that just has to come down. You can't catch, you know, around 90% of your passes. Yeah. And there, of two of the weeks, he had four and two targets. And I realize Austin was healthy, but at the same time, that's, you know, if he has a game where Romo's a little off or... I mean, to me, that shows they're on the same page, but he runs one wrong route, he drops a pass. I mean, if he comes back down to earth, then he's just an average receiver. Whereas Boykin targeted 10 times last week. They play Minnesota, who's just not a good team all around. Yeah. And especially if there's no Finley and no Jones, and even if there is a Jones, I mean, without Finley, Rodgers could feed three targets easily. Uh, yeah. He looked like he was going to him long, going to him short. I mean, Boykin looked like Randall Cobb. So for the short term, I'm definitely sticking with Boykin over Williams, even though these are three of my favorite receivers that I want to <laughs> trade for in just about yeah. every league. But then when we look at rest of the season, I think you have to put Keenan Allen first just because he seems to have carved out the number one receiver on a Phillip Rivers offense type role. And, you know, Rivers seems to be targeting him every game. Um, I just, I just think he looks legit. And, and, you know, Boykin, he, he's always got the threat of Cobb coming back or, or Jones coming back. And, and while it doesn't worry me a whole lot, it's enough for me to just slide Keenan Allen right over him. Um, but I am going to go Boykin over Terrence Williams for the rest of the season. Even, even when James Jones comes back, the fact that Jermichael Finley isn't there, I, I don't think they're going to target Tom Crabtree a whole lot, do you? I mean, you know, or, or, or Andrew, I'm sorry, not Crabtree, Andrew Corliss is their backup tight end. Um, I don't, I just don't, I think Finley was their pass catching tight end, and with him not there, they're going to adjust the game plan. So I think all three receivers are going to do well, and, you know, James Jones himself can be a little bit of a boomer bust, whereas Boykin looks like he may be the PPR type guy. Yeah. And and my feelings haven't changed on Terrence Williams from this week to, to forever, you know. he's He's been catching a high percentage of passes, which means Romo probably trusts him. But I just think that's going to come down. Miles Austin will probably get healthy. I mean, he's getting... <laughs> Miles Austin, I, come on. I Okay, <laughs> not this week, not next week, but, you know, come fantasy playoffs, I'm just... I would rather have the other two guys, and it's nothing against Terrence Williams, because I've actually been proposing a bunch of trades for Williams this week. Yeah. I just, I just think Boykin and, and Allen are legitimate. Yeah, yeah, I, um, just a, a side note, Mike Napoli just hit a three run <laughs> double. Oh, there um, you go. <laughs> it, uh, all I, all I could do was just put my arms up in the air because I didn't want to yell while you were in the middle of your, your analysis <laughs> there, but. Um, yeah, no, I, it, it's weird. We're, we're agreeing again. Although I do like, I think I like Terrence Williams a little bit more than Boykin. Um, I think he's going to get better as the season goes on and 
again, Miles Austin being healthy is is laughable at best, but yeah, it's not uh, something I, right. I mean, it's still a long shot, but yeah, Romo's also a lot more inconsistent than Rogers is, so there's that. That's yeah, fair enough. Um, I I really I really like Boykin. I hope he, he is in that Cobb role because you know if if he is, uh, it's gonna it's gonna help replace Cobb a little bit on that team. Um, and I have to give you credit. Last week, um, you said start Terrence Williams over Larry Fitzgerald, um, or was it two weeks ago? It was two weeks. I ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whenever it was, and I said, and I did it. I think, and then that was the. Yeah, I did it, and I Larry was on my bench. He had that seventy-five yard touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but Terrence Williams still had a good game that game. So. Um, no, you, I, I think Larry's touchdown in that game was a little fluky. So if he doesn't get that, it's like it's a great call. Um, so, so good on you for that for sure. Um, anything else? I don't, I don't think I have anything else to add. I think we're we both like Keenan Allen a lot, and then I guess we're just a little disagreeing on Boykin and Terrence Williams. I I know you're a big fan of Terrence Williams, so it's uh, it's it's. It's different to see that you like Boykin over Terrence, but well, uh, I really like why. both of them. Yeah, it's it's three of my favorite receivers at this point in the season. You know that you could probably get for less than they're worth in the average league. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. If you're in a deeper league, I mean, these guys are are gold mines. If you're in a, a ten team two receiver league, well, yeah, I mean, of these course, are, these are bye week guys and, and whatever. But uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we can move on then. Um, going quick tonight. Going quick tonight. It's going to be a shorter one, I guess, tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we have a lot to say about the, the thrilling Thursday night game that is going to be upon us. It's almost going to be as good as the last Monday night game and the coming up Monday night game. Did you watch that Monday night game? This week? Oh, yeah. Sadly, sadly, I sat through a whole bunch of it and... Uh... <laughs> You know, I couldn't wait for the commercial breaks to come because it was just a break from some brutal football. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched half, and I couldn't do it anymore. I said, "This is terrible." I just I couldn't watch it anymore. It was it was awful. So, um, we you know this is a divisional matchup at least. So we got uh, Carolina Panthers going into Tampa Bay uh, Thursday night. No muscle hamster. I, he's been ruled out, I think, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's not out for the season, so that's something we can we can talk about too if we want. Um, Mike Glennon starting at quarterback. Um, your boy Cam Newton. Um, I guess where do you want to start? Do you want to start at quarterback? Do you want to uh, talk about the running backs in this or the receivers? Yeah, let, I think I think we should start at quarterback. Um, All right. Surprisingly, Carolina's giving up the least amount of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks so far. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I really had no clue on that one. I, that would have been one of my, you know, that would have been my top five guesses, but they're giving up the least. And it is a Thursday night game and Mike Glennon is locked onto one receiver. So even in a bye week, I don't think I'm using him. I would much rather go, if you're, if you're looking at a quarterback, with a tough matchup, I'd much rather go with uh, someone like Terrell Pryor than than Mike Glennon. At least he can run and run you to a solid game. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, in terms of Cam Newton, though, 
I mean, I want to use Thursday night as an excuse not to use him, <laughs> but this defense is 21st against the pass, and, you know, the last few weeks, the, the good players have gotten theirs, and just because it's Thursday night, you, you can't sit your studs. You just got to put them out there and hope, and this is a good matchup. Tampa Bay's 0-6, you know, they're... They're coming on a short week after another loss. Newton's actually been pretty consistent lately. He wasn't great last week, but, you know, he's been rushing the last few weeks, whereas he was at about, you know, five attempts a game through the first four games. He's now 9-10 and 10 in back-to-back games. So just that alone can make your fantasy day, and, and I'm starting Cam Newton. When it comes to running backs, Jonathan Stewart was – he's already been ruled out once again. So, D'Angelo Williams is a, de- is a decent bye week fill-in. He's, the annoying part with him, with owning him and owning Cam, is Mike Tolbert. I mean, he's just not, <laughs> he's just not gonna find the end zone. That, you know, you can keep telling yourself he might, but it's, unless he breaks one from 20 or out, it's not happening. So, he doesn't excite me, and Mike James is a little intriguing. Uh, I mean, Carolina's defense is about average against against the run in terms of fantasy points, but the team stinks. The offensive line stinks. Their best their best <laughs> their best player on the line has MRSA or you know one of those infections that are going around their locker. Yeah, the staff, the staff, <laughs> staff infection. Exactly. Mix, yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> he, while he's a good pickup and you want you want to own him. Uh, I'm not in love with him this week. You know, if, if you got him or some other average options, I'm probably leaning the other way. Uh, I don't know. Does this matchup excite you more than it excites me? Because Cam, Cam's really it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well, the receiver's a little bit, but Cam, Cam has, you know, Tampa, you know, they, they made the big, the two big signings this offseason, or the trade for Revis and then the, the signing of Deshaun Goldson, but, you know, in terms of yards per game, Tampa's 18th against the pass. They've given up 11 touchdowns through the air this year in six games, which isn't a ton, but, I mean, Cam Newton's been on fire. Well, he did, he had an, a little bit of an off week, but that wasn't a blowout last week. But before right. that, he had been he had been solid. Um, so I think it's a little bit of a good matchup, especially, you know, Revis isn't being used like he should be. They're, they're sitting him in zone. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It does not at all. I, so I, yeah, I don't know why they're why they're doing that. But that even that helps Cam, I think, because Steve Smith will be, you know, they'll, they'll move him around the zone. They'll get him away from Revis, stuff like that. Um, but and yeah, Cam is always he's going to use his legs. Hopefully, like he has the past little the past few games. Um, you can hope. I mean, I don't like to rely on running, but you know, it, Cam's a guy over the past two seasons that's been pretty consistent with running. So, I, I Mike Glennon, you're not starting. Like, <laughs> no. I don't know why we even even talk about him, but I guess you know, <laughs> we're, you're not starting him <laughs> anyway. Um, the running backs, yeah, Mike James, he doesn't excite me too much. You know, Carolina's got a strong front seven. They've got a strong front seven. Fourth, fourth against the against the run in terms of yards. You know, they've only given up two touchdowns all year. They're giving up three point seven yards a carry. It's just a nightmare. Uh, 
and like you said, that the offensive line is very good. If Doug Martin couldn't get have good games with this line, <laughs> yeah. why is Mike why is Mike James gonna have a good game? Especially exactly. against a strong defense. Um and then D'Angelo and, and Tolbert, I mean Tolbert I can definitely see getting like a one yard like goal line carry touchdown, but I don't think you're gonna start him unless you you know unless you have like three or four running backs that all have the same bye week. <laughs> but then if you if you have that, I'm probably just giving the week up. Um D'Angelo he's been like decent this year, but he still hasn't he hasn't gotten the end zone. He hasn't nope. gotten the end zone. Tampa is you know, they're fifth against the run, three and a half yards carried. They've only given up one rushing touchdown this year. Um so D'Angelo and and a Thursday night game on the road. I you know, I don't like him very much. But I know I know you you really like Vincent Jackson. You said you wanted to, to talk about him a little bit. Um so. Yeah. It, it's actually Vincent Jackson last week. He was good, but he had one of the most statistically incredible games I've ever seen. Mike, I, I actually got this from a tweet from a follower. Uh, Mike Glennon attempted 44 passes. <laughs> 22 of his targets were to Vincent Jackson. <laughs> Literally half the balls that came out of his hand were, went to Vincent Jackson. That's just nuts. I, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before, at least not in recent memory. So, as long as he just keeps going that way, I mean, if you if you look for a guy 20 times, odds are he should catch around 10 of them. And if Vincent Jackson, with his speed and size, is catching 10 of them, I don't care where they are on the field. He's going to be worth starting. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but, you know, besides that, none of the options really excite me. Glennon doesn't excite me. He, does, he hasn't really been looking for Mike Williams. It's just been Vincent Jackson all the time. So I don't... I don't have any reason to think that he's going to look elsewhere. You know, Timothy Wright's okay option some weeks. Uh, not this week for me. But, uh, and then on Carolina's side of the ball, that's a little interesting to me. Because do you start Steve Smith with Darrell Revis, even though you know that they're, they've been using him wrong? I mean, is this the week that they're going to, that Shiano's going to decide that, hey, maybe I should just put him on Carolina's best target? <laughs> I don't think so. He seems pretty stubborn. I mean, as a side note, he kicked Dexter Jackson, their former Super Bowl MVP, out of practice this week. Just because. Just because he saw he was there and didn't want him to be there, even though Dexter Jackson was bringing kids there uh, as, a, as a reward for good grades in, on the town occasionally. And he was he was just a good influence in practice, and Shiano kicked him out. So with his stubborn personality, I think you got to start Steve Smith if you got him. I mean, if you're starting him in a deeper league, you got to – just keep rolling them out there. And, and, you know, Larry broke one on Revis for a touchdown. Uh, there's been a bunch of guys in recent memory breaking ones over Revis, which is just, it shouldn't be like that, but it is. Um, as far as that, LaFell has looked good recently, but, you know, you got to be in a deep league to take a shot on him. If it's between him and Ted Ginn, I'm going his way. And yeah. Greg, Greg Olson's a decent PPR option, but, I, you know, I don't expect – a monster game from Cam throwing, maybe 200 and one or two touchdowns. So, you know, if that's enough upside for you to want to roll Greg Olson, go ahead. What, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I, di- I disagree a little bit on Mike Williams. 
he hasn't looked his way. You're right. He has been kind of locked in on Vincent Jackson, but the the Carolina secondary is not great. I mean, they're at, well, they're actually fifth against the pass. They've only given up five touchdowns through the air, so like that's kind of weird because you know the past few years they've been the laughing stock of the NFC South in terms of the well, actually not even all the NFC South. Past defenses have been terrible over the past couple of years. Um, I just think that Carolina, you know, their secondary, the secondary is not good, and I think it's it's been that their pass rush has been pretty solid. I think, and they're and they no one can run against them, so they they just kind of resort to passing, and then you know Carolina can drop you know six, seven guys into coverage, and then it's tougher to pass on them. Um, so I'm kind of talking away from myself here. Like, I like Mike <laughs> Williams. I'm a fan of him, but all the, the numbers aren't adding up. I guess maybe call it a hunch. Maybe they try and take away Vincent Jackson if that's even possible, um, which could open up the field for Mike Williams, hopefully, because I'm starting him, but uh, – <laughs> Like I play, I am a twelve, a three receiver, twelve team league. So I okay. a little bit of a deeper league. That's why um, I think him and LaFell are deeper league plays, definitely. You know, so um, Steve Smith, I think, I think you're right. Chiano, if he says yeah, Revis go on on Steve Smith, then that sucks. But there's no way of us knowing that. And going into the game, you have to assume they're going to continue to play zone. And I think he starts Steve Smith. They're playing zone, right? Yep. I mean, he's not going to be a receiver one, but if if you're in a, you know, if he's a receiver two or maybe even three, if you're in a sha- uh, you know, a shallow league with three receivers or something like that, I think he's worth it. I think but, I only, I only feel comfortable as a wide receiver three this week. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think he's got receiver two upside if he can find the end zone. Right. Um. I mean, one thing he said, or that Deshaun Jackson said before he played him, is that Revis can't run with me. So, you know, Steve Smith's another one of those guys that may be able to just run by him. And Deshaun Jackson did score, so there's that. Yeah. Um, just looking at the past couple of games for Tampa against the quarterback, Tampa gave up 20, about 22 points to Matt Ryan last week and then 24 to Mr. Nick Foles. So. <laughs> Mr. Nick Foles, 20, he put up 300 yards and three touchdowns, so, um, you know, that's, that's good news for Cam, uh, and then Carolina, and I mean, if, if Tampa's giving up those kinds of numbers, then I think it kind of benefits his receivers, so Olsen and, and Steve Smith and maybe LaFell if you're in a really deep league, um, if Nick Foles can do it, I guess I think Cam can do it. But it is on a short week. They're on the road. Um, Carolina against the quarterback past two games. St. Louis. I know Bradford got injured, but it was later in the game. They gave up 15 points or so to him. And then against Minnesota, they gave up 12 points. Not great quarterbacks, but, you know, still a good sign and a bad sign for Glennon. Um, and a point of caution for Maybe Vincent Jackson or uh, and Mike Williams. Uh, I, I, Timothy Wright. I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not starting him unless I'm in a you know a 20 team league or something crazy like that. Right. 
So, and Olsen, he's he's frustrating me. Uh, he he's supposed to be better. I don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I with think him. I think he's fallen off the t- the tight end one radar recently. I, I don't know about you, but there's a bunch of other guys that are rising, like Jordan Reed, who who I'd rather have. Oh man, I tried to pick up Jordan Reed in my uh, in one of my home leagues. And we have a free agent, free agent budget. Guy bid thirty dollars for him. And you know who his tight end is? Who? Gronkowski. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, why you just and RG three is my quarterback too, so it was going to be perfect because I have a uh, Bennett on bye this week. Well, guess he wants to flex one. Well, yeah, that's what he's going to do, which is <laughs> unfortunate for me, but um, you know. Ah, oh, Jared Cook's on free agents in one of my leagues. Is just looking uh, up. <laughs> how he teased me this year. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I I love Joseph Foria. Eight catches for five touchdowns. Just stupid. <laughs> um, I think that's all. That's all I got for from Thursday night football. You know, I I think the numbers for Thursday night are pretty much down. Like, you, I I don't feel good starting a guy on Thursday night. You know. Yeah, um, I mean, except the studs, you know, like Jamal Charles, LaShawn McCoy in that game, and you know, you're starting those guys, right? And, right. Um, I mean, if I've got, for the most part, if I've got like a mid-tier guy on Thursday or a mid-tier guy on Sunday, I'm, I'm just waiting to see, you know, maybe more information comes out on Sunday, maybe someone gets hurt at practice, maybe I can scoop someone up. I, I just rather wait. I mean, Brandon LaFell against Tampa Bay on Thursday, I, I, I just, I'm not in love with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, any last uh, any last thoughts before we go to Twitter questions? Yeah, I just you know if you're if you're hesitant to start Newton over the last four weeks, he's the number eight quarterback, at, whereas Mike Glennon is number seventeen. So obviously he's kind of out of the consideration. But Newton's been solid, and it's a bottom third defense. So you got to roll with him. Yeah, and and. Uh, a theory, you know, well, not a theory. It's kind of a a motto of a lot of people and in the fantasy community. Start your studs, and, and Newton, you didn't draft to sit on your bench, right? So, right. Um, I, I think you're you're starting them regardless, even if it's a, a not. It's it's still a decent matchup, but it's a, a Thursday night game. Um, so we're going to a few a few Twitter questions here. So the first one we had. And you sort of answered it on on there, but uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. It was uh, at said he had a story, Josh. Uh, he said, is Roddy White worth starting this week? No Julio, but he's banged up and hasn't produced so far. Um, you said he's kind of questionable. You think he's out at least this week, if not more. But going forward, you like him a little bit. Yeah, um, he, first of all, I, I think there's almost no chance he plays this week. They're, they're trying to wait for him to be 100% as long as yeah. the team, the team isn't great and they already lost Julio, you know. I think they know they made the wrong move playing him early in the season through this injury. You know, a high ankle yeah. sprain is usually two or three weeks and, and the guy, and then the guy's fine. But playing through it had to have made it worse. And in the same time, he picked up another injury. It was just, he should have sat. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to be back this week, and because I think they're taking it slow, I don't think he's going to be back next week. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to own him because with the state of their receiving options, when he comes back, he's going to catch five or six passes every given week. Yeah. 
So I think he's going to be one of the more consistent options in PPR leagues. And, you know, going forward, you got to have his value down right now because, you know, he could be out another month. We just, we don't know. But, you know, he's one of those guys where if it's looking good in practice one week and, you know, he says he's playing, make, you know, send a buy low offer. You could, you could get yourself a diamond in the rough. Yeah. And I think he might go back to, to the Roddy, you know, the pre Julio era. You know, he could go back to being that, you know, top. I mean, if he's healthy, he could be a, a top 15 option, if not better, you know. Um, because, like you said, the state of the receiving options. Harry Douglas, man, he had a great week last week. And I think Roddy's, Roddy's sh- head and shoulders above Harry Douglas as a talent. So, um, you know, I, I, I like Roddy. If you can steal him for cheap, do it and just stash him. You know, if you can... If you can flip a guy like we talked about earlier, Keenan Allen or someone like that, just just because they're frustrated with uh, with Roddy White, you know they need a guy. You can cash in, and he's going to be solid when he comes back if he's healthy. You know, if if he takes a couple weeks off and he's still not healthy, that kind of sucks. But uh, I like him. I like him. I don't know about Keenan Allen. I don't think I would do that. But some, I saw on Twitter, I think it yeah, was... Yeah, maybe not him. But. I think it was John Kerwin who said he traded Maurice Jones-Drew for him straight up today. And, you know, that's something I would definitely do. <laughs> yeah, I'd take... <laughs> man, I, I don't even know. We talked about that before. I don't even know what I would take, what I would give for MJD at this point. He's just... Ugh. It's been brutal. All right, but moving on. Um, we can talk about this trade offer... Jonathan Smith, um, at sjonathan02 on Twitter. Uh, he said, someone is trying to trade me Peyton Manning, Law Firm, and Chris Durham for Lacey, Rivers, and AJ Green. Uh, he also said, are they on dope? <laughs> um, I'm going to start. I think he, this guy's trying to cash in on Peyton Manning. Um, and Lacey's looked awesome the past couple of weeks. Um, AJ Green is AJ Green, so... And you know what, Rivers, Rivers has been, Rivers has been good this year, man. It's surprising. And if he's, if you're rolling with him as your quarterback or even as your backup, I I think you're okay. And then you're giving away, you know, a top three receiver and probably a top ten running back at this point, Lacey maybe, um, for law firm who's been law firm, I guess, but worse. And then. (laughs) Chris Durham, who plays with Megatron. If Megatron's playing, no one else gets targets. Like, you know what I mean? So, I think blatantly this guy's trying to sell you Peyton Manning, um, and he's trying to steal some studs from him. So, I, I don't like it at all. I, I, I keep AJ Green, Rivers, and Lacey there. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, as much as I want to own Peyton Manning in every league that I'm in, I mean, even this week, Everyone on Twitter noted that all his balls seemed to wobble a little bit more than usual. But when all said and done, he had, what, 300 yards and three touchdowns? Yeah, he had some – I liked his quote. He said, yeah, I threw some wobbly balls, but I threw some wobbly touchdowns too. <laughs> <laughs> he had 386 and three touchdowns, and every single one of the balls he threw, I was like, all right, that's intercepted, and boom, it's not. It just yeah. it looked ugly. So – I'd love to have Manning. He's by far the number one quarterback going forward. But Lacey, I think for sure, is a top ten running back at this point compared to Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. 
who is, you know, nothing, especially in PPR. And then AJ Green versus Chris Durham. I actually like Durham a little bit to develop as the number two target in, you know, for the Lions. But what does that mean? A wide receiver, a wide receiver four, that a five, like, six. Yeah, that means like sixty receptions a year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's all right. It's good for for deeper leagues, but you know AJ Green's still a top five option, even if he's been a little inconsistent. So. That's too too big a downgrades for me to even consider that. And he asked if the guy was on dope, and Reagan responded that he was probably on some kind of you know something else that was stronger. And I have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Jonathan responded. I think they got a hold of Walt's blue meth, uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, you ruined Breaking Bad. You got you, it's not it's not ruining the. No, anything. I was I was kidding completely. Yeah, I know. I know. I know the, I know the premise of it, but yeah. I haven't I haven't watched an episode yet. And sadly, I know what happens because I had, you know, I always have to see what's going on with these TV shows when people are reacting. So, right, yeah, I remember you telling me that. No, it's a good show. <laughs> I'm actually going through and and rewatching all of it because you know I watched a bunch of it a few years ago and then there was a hiatus. Anyway, beside the point. <laughs> moving on, we got a uh, question from Tina Campa at VKNGVXN on Twitter. Uh, should I trade Percy Harvin for Broyles and a 2014 first-round pick, likely top three? I'm assuming this is in a... Dynasty is what it's A dynasty, or, or at worst, like a keeper, some sort of keeper league. Right. Um, Broyles is, is irrelevant. I guess you get a, help, a receiver who's playing, but Percy Harvin looks like he's going to be back soon. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know when, but it, in the next couple of weeks, it's looking like so. And especially Harvin's still young, and if you're in a keeper, especially in a dynasty, I don't think I'd do this trade because in a dynasty, you're going to get a top three pick in a rookie draft, right? Who you know? I I don't play dynasty. I'd like to. Um, I play in a, in a three man like a three keeper league, um, but. The fact that Percy Harvin's going to be back soon, and he's still young, and it's probably a keeper dynasty league, I don't do that trade. But I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, to be fair, next year's draft is going to have more talent than this year's. I believe. I think there are a bunch of of guys coming out, and I don't know the teams with with high round with high picks are going to. You know, this next year's supposed to be one of the receiver drafts. It's just. This year's draft was more offensive linemen and, and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, it's hard to guess who's going to be the top three picks now without knowing the second half of the season, how it goes for both college and pros. But, you know, Broyles is disappointed so far, and if he were going to be the number two receiver, it seems like that would have happened, like, right now because they got nothing. You know, it's Calvin and nothing. And here comes Chris Durham out of the woodwork. So, is Broyles still worth owning in Dynasty? Probably, just because he's got that PPR upside. But I'd just rather take the sure thing. You know, I don't know what I'm getting with the third pick. You don't know, even if you draft him and you're excited about him, if he's going to get hurt or whatever. I'd just rather take the sure thing. Harvin's coming back soon. Who knows? I mean, it's a, it's a running offense, so he may not be the old Percy Harvin, but just, just give me the sure thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, one thing I would do is I would trade that Twitter handle because her name's Tina Campa, 
And it's V-K-N-G-V-X-N. It's just a bunch of letters that don't seem to have any pattern. So yeah, I, yeah. We appreciate her listen, her listening, but you know, at Tina Campa, at T- I just I don't know what these letters mean. <laughs> so it was hard for me to you know if I lost the page to tweet her back. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, uh, in uh, a baseball update, David Ortiz just about hit a grand slam. Uh, very nice catch by uh, Carlos Beltran. Five nothing socks in bottom of second. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they're, they're all over. Uh, they're all over. Um, thought we had another question. Oh yeah, we just got a question right before from uh, at DB Sports Manic Darnell Bright, who's a, a loyal follower of Fake Pigskin. So thanks for the question. Uh, thanks for following us. Everything like that. Uh, big supporter of uh, us from the beginning. So awesome. He says. Uh, who is a better start this week, Cam Newton or Matt Ryan, and why? Uh, you want to start with this? You want to start this one? Yeah, I'm going Cam. I really? uh, yeah, I'm going Cam. I mean, Ryan had a nice game last week, and he he proved that he's probably going to complete 25 passes a game, regardless of who his receivers are. Um, but I was looking at that earlier. Ryan plays the 20th ranked defense, where or against quarterbacks, and Newton plays 21. I know Newton is on Thursday night. But I, I'd rather trust Newton's legs. I just, I like them slightly. I think they're close to each other in value, so it comes down to gut feeling. And my gut feeling is Newton is going to rack up the rushing yards against this bad Tampa Bay team. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure about Ryan. He, he had a good week with, with, uh, you know, with Harry Douglas last week, but now they get the Honey Badger and Patrick Peterson and, and we'll see how they do against real, you know top tier corners. So I, it worries me a little enough to the fact where I'm going Newton. Yeah, um, I actually I'm gonna go with Matt Ryan, and I know I, Cam Newton. He's got I would say Newton and Ryan are probably about the same, and I do like the upside of Newton's Newton's uh, running ability. And you, I you're a big uh, you're a big believer in the. Uh, and the running quarterback and that upside. Yeah, I um, mean, if, if Ryan had Julio and, and Roddy White, it'd probably be a no-brainer I'd go Ryan this week. But, oh, yeah. But um, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, and it's, also, also, Steven Jackson is going to be back, so maybe that helps the run game a little bit more. Yeah, he's supposed to be back. I was going to say, even if Steven Jackson comes back, they still don't run the ball very well. So I think just out of sheer volume, I like Matt Ryan because, you know, he's going to throw 40 to 50 times this game in most games unless they just get up by a crazy amount, but their defense is terrible. So um, Arizona might be able to stay in it a little bit. But, you know, uh, Matt Ryan showed it last week. He doesn't need he doesn't need his two main guys to, to have a good game. He can use Jaquiz Rogers. He can use Jason Snelling a little bit out of the backfield. Um Tony Gonzalez, you know, he should have a good game, I think. Uh, I don't think you go wrong with either of these guys, but for me it's Matt Ryan just because uh, he showed it last week against the same Tampa defense that Cam is going up against. And I, I just think uh, Matt Ryan's a little bit of a better, like, pure passer, which I guess is my preference in, in fantasy football for my quarterback. Albeit I have RG3 as my quarterback in my two main leagues. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Ryan this weekend. I can see Cam. I could. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam put up a huge game. But 
Um, I, 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 I'd roll with Ryan, but, uh. We'll see. That'll be an interesting yeah. one to revisit the next time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess that's it for tonight. We're, uh, we're doing bi-weekly podcasts. We'll be back, uh, in a couple weeks. Maybe next week if we decide. I don't know. I guess it's sort of week to week, but, uh, <laughs> I guess prepare for, uh, prepare for two weeks from now. Um, we should have the, the regular fake pigskin podcast next Wednesday night with, uh, with Regan and Adam. They'll do their previews, um, preview of the Thursday night game as well as talking about some NFL news as they always do. Um, you can find me, Pat Donnelly, on Twitter at Legend Donnelly, as Ricky mentioned earlier. You can find Ricky at rsanders85 on Twitter. Um, and you should follow all the fake pig, all the piggies, as we're called on Twitter. Yep. Um, and check out Fake Pigskin. Uh, there's new content coming out pretty much every day. We've got the waivers on Tuesday, or yeah, on Tuesdays. Uh, you have your value up, value down article coming out shortly, I believe. Yep, I will be yep. working on it. I started before the podcast. I'm going to finish after, so. <laughs> nice. Um, I write, uh, actually, my NFC, AFC South preview is up already this week. Um, and then we have the AFC, or the the North, East, and West divisions by, I can't remember who, I don't know specifically who does them, but uh, uh, Luke O'Neill, Scott Lynch, and... Uh, uh, Matt Lane, <laughs> those yep. uh, they write the other uh, the other six previews. Um, there's all there's also the weekly injury roundup by by Kenny, um, and then I think that's my thing. Am I missing something else? I can't remember. We got you got Andy Singleton, you got Evan oh, Hale, you yeah. got all of them. You got uh, about those two guys, Aaron yeah. Marco. Yeah, um, I have got to the say, betting lines. Yeah. yeah, the betting lines are always entertaining. Uh, Evan Hale, if you don't read those articles, they're always hysterical. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's got, uh, really good humor and really good jokes in his, uh, in his writing for sure. Andy and the, Singleton. Right, really the people's good article. Pen. Yeah. Uh, definitely give those guys a follow. Like I said, all the, uh, all the, all the piggies on Twitter there. Uh, pretty much any of them are open to answering questions whenever, uh, if you tweet at us, we'll answer or, Someone, someone on the team will normally. Yeah, yeah, but we we both know you tweet Legend Donnelly and R Sanders eighty five if you want the right answer. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, you tweet all, us all. They're all good guys. All right, so until next time, Ricky, take it easy. Yep, and, go uh, Red Sox. I cannot uh, yeah. stand the freaking Cardinals. Being <laughs> I'm a Cubs fan. I cannot stand the freaking Cardinals. Yeah, well, I live I live near well, in Toronto, and uh, you know I'm getting it from all the Jays fans around. So <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, take her easy. You too.